3-2 to, to the San Jose Sharks in overtime in David Quinn's return to Madison Square Garden. And boy, what an ugly, ugly loss for the Rangers. They didn't deserve to get a point, quite frankly. Lucky to get a point. This was the Sharks' first win of the season. Ironically enough, David Quinn's first win as a Ranger head coach was a 3-2 overtime win home against the Sharks, you know, MSG. And his first win as Sharks coach is a 3-2 overtime win at MSG as well. So weird how that works. Uh, the chances of that are highly unlikely, but that's what happens. And what's even more unlikely is, you know, when you think about David Quinn as head coach of the Rangers, third period breakdowns and just poor play late, you know, led to his demise in some ways. You know, certainly thinking back recently, I guess, to the 2021 shortened season, and wow, the Sharks outplay the Rangers to a level that is just not, it, it's, it's, it's just not right. Um, and the Rangers were, last year, all year long, were a very good third period team. You could count on that. They, you know, they had some bad first period, some bad second period, third period, they're really good. And tonight, third period in overtime, just absolutely nothing, nothing at all. And so that was kind of my fear. And I feel like against the Ducks, like they just kind of out-talented them. And that's the key thing. The power play tonight had tons of chances in the first and got nothing. And, you know, eventually they lose the game. They do get a point. But, like, I just feel as if the um, – I'm concerned about the Rangers now that they are a team that is seen as, you know, uh, a contender – Will that battle level be there like it was last year? That was a team that was determined to prove themselves, and they should and they should still feel that way. They definitely should. My concern now is, you know, Gallant has to get them straight and get them right because, you know, I haven't seen the best habits, and then that's what leads to this. Like it really hadn't necessarily costed them yet, but here it did, and it could have been worse. They're lucky they got a point. Uh, and that's, you shouldn't be saying that home against the Sharks, lucky to get a point. You, you say things like that where, you know, you're on the road against like Colorado. Well, yep, got outplayed, lucky to get a point. You should be beating the Sharks easily. Uh, I mean, this is one of the worst teams in the league. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, and, and you know, it was bad. Like, apparently David Quinn was booed. Why exactly? Like, look, was I a big David Quinn fan? No, but he did not deserve to be booed. And that, that's insane uh, that I, I didn't. I heard that. I didn't act like, uh, not audibly, uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, the fact that it was tweeted out, clearly it was substantial. So, yeah, don't quite understand that one. And as soon as I heard that, I'm thinking, yeah, like, we might very well lose this game. You know, look, they, the Sharks wanted to win for their head coach as well. And they came out in the third period and absolutely, they, they had shot the Rangers 16-2 to after they had been outshot 21-9 to through the first two periods. The Rangers played a pretty good first two periods. 21-9 is a bit misleading, but the Rangers were playing pretty well, you know, in the first two. In the third period in overtime, wow. Just awful. Really, really bad. Um, one thing that I want to mention, um, which I considered making an episode about it, but ultimately decided not to, uh, Dryden Hunt was claimed off waivers by the Colorado Avalanche. So Hunt, who we kind of knew there was a chance that maybe he would be subject to waivers as you know, the Rangers have a cap crunch. That's what it is. Uh, it's not really, a, it's having 14 forwards in the roster, uh, certainly certainly with, you know, some injuries going on here. I guess right now they're basically fully healthy. It seems as if Vitaly Kravtsov was kind of a healthy scratch. 
would expect to see him in the lineup next game at this point. But, um, you know, Hunt, because I, the Rangers are so tied up against the cap, they traded, uh, sorry, not traded, they, uh, you know, they put him on waivers, and he was claimed. He almost made it through, uh, which is interesting, uh, you know, because the way it works is it goes from worst record to best record. So, you know, he almost did make it through waivers, in which case the Rangers would have sent him down. I think they were hoping for that, but Colorado claims Hunt. And when a team like Colorado does that, you know, they, they kind of know what they're doing. So, um, dry Hunt, it's too bad. I think that that could have been depth that could have been useful. Um, and so now he's a Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and, you know, I wish him well. Wasn't here for long. You know, uh, he did. You know, he actually scored a goal this year. A pretty big goal of that against Winnipeg early in the season. But uh, not terribly shocked that he got claimed. But like I said, it took him a while. So Hunt... Um, who was a pretty, pretty much a mainstay when you think about last year uh, in the regular season. He played basically uh, close to 80 games in the season uh, and then was a healthy scratch for most of the postseason until, um, you know, I think he might have played a game or two against Pittsburgh, but then, of course, famously, Galant scratched Kako in Game 6 against the Lightning and Hunt came into the lineup. We know how that went down. So, um, you know, in some ways, Jimmy Vesey, Kind of took Hunt's spot, which that could be debated as to whether that's the right or wrong move. But again, um, you know, wanted to touch on that, that Dryden Hunt is now uh, a member of Colorado. Wish him well. And we move forward. So as far as this game was concerned, um, really, really, uh, you know, the power play, which has been so lethal um, and so good, really had a lot of good chances. But James Reimer uh, really shut the Rangers down specifically. And the Sharks do have a good penalty kill. Give them credit there. They're not a great team, but their penalty kill, I don't think they've allowed a power play goal all season. So it's not like it was just a this game thing, but the Rangers had chance after chance. Luke Cunning at 59 seconds uh, takes an interference penalty. Then at 2.48, Matt Benning's late game. So you actually have a short five on three. Nothing, nothing comes of it. Then uh, Sammy Blay takes a tripping penalty at 5.28. Blay, you know, since he's been in there, He's been okay. Um, you know, I kind of feel like he might be, like, better suited for the fourth line. Um, like, if you could make that work somehow, you really can't with what you have. But Blay on the fourth line could make that line a lot better. He, you know, on the third line, uh, it's okay. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Heedle. I wish that he was more consistently playing with better players. I mean, Blay, in some ways, is better than Goodrow. I guess from just like a speed offensive standpoint, but not by that much. So Blade takes the penalty, but the Rangers, um, sorry, the Rangers do not kill it off. The Rangers give up a power play goal, so the special teams fails them pretty early. Uh, it's a power play goal by Logan Couture, uh, who scores his second goal of the season from Cunning and Carlson. Uh, and so, yeah, Rangers were a bit out of position there, uh, up top. I think Crowder was a bit out of position, and eventually Couture sc scores from close in, makes it one nothing. Then, um, Schimmick takes a tripping penalty on Lafreniere. No goal for the Rangers, nothing going on there. Truba slashing Meyer, Rangers hold tight on that penalty kill. Then, uh, Cunning slashes Heedle at the end of the first. Um... Rangers don't score on that power play either. So a lot of missed opportunities. And the power play kind of looked worse and worse as things went on. Because really, they were just kind of unlucky at first. Uh, the process was there. They were, you know, puck possession was good, but they just couldn't score. But the Rangers do score early in the second, and it's Philip Heedle. I thought Philip Heedle 
on a night where the Rangers crumbled. He was one of the best Ranger players. Heedle scores the second of the season from Kreider at 150. So good job by Phil using his speed, scoring a goal. Um, I, I want Heedle. You know what? You, maybe you put that kid line back. It, it kind of puts the problem is there's just too much crap outside of it that you're trying to you're kind of you're trying to spread the wealth. I don't even know if I would describe it that way, actually. But, look, the kid line works. And, yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to that. Insert Kravtsov. Maybe try him again with Panarin and Trocek. I'm kind of all right with that. And then, as far as Zibanejad and uh, and Kreider, um, maybe give Blay a shot. Um, you know, maybe go back to the lines that you had kind of, that we saw originally um, when the preseason began. We'll see, though. Uh, so the Rangers tied up at one. And then they score again at 9.05. Artemi Panarin, who has really been on a tear statistically to start the season, scores his third goal of the year on a nice pass by Adam Fox. Uh, and Vincent Trocek gets the other assist. The Rangers take a 2-1 lead. But then the Sharks tie it up. Um, and it was the fourth line that was on of uh, VZ, Carpenter, and Reeves with a little bit of the th- with a part of the third pair. It was, it was Schneider and Fox. I believe that we're on for that goal. Um, Adam Fox had a rough night. I mean, he had that nice assist on the Panarin goal, but Fox, in overtime, struggled. I thought Adam Fox was really not good, uh, even though he was technically plus one. Um, and I guess in part because he came off the ice in overtime. He was not on for that goal against, but Fox was kind of the reason why they scored in some ways. I thought Fox was bad. And, and to combine the fourth line with the third pair, Gallant loves to do that. I just don't quite understand that. Um, it, it really puts them at a disadvantage majorly. Uh, and that fourth line, that Ranger fourth line, it's not good. It's not good, folks. Uh, you know, Feezy with Carpenter and, and Reeves, that, that's not, I mean, that's got to be one of the worst fourth lines in the league, really. Um, I, I mean, yeah, that's just not going to get it done. Uh, and they score. Shimmick from Nieto and Lindblom. Um, not a great goal by Shesterkin, I felt. Uh, you know, Igor... Has not been great this year, but he was really good in the third period and was the reason this game went to overtime. So as much as Igor has been like Vez in the level, like I've said, like he's been a little bit, a little shaky to start the year, in my opinion. Uh, third period, he was tremendous. Uh, like really held the reign. You know, it it kind of, it, it reminded me of last year where he was standing on his head to kind of just get the Rangers to just dr- drag him to overtime, which he did, luckily. Rangers had a short power play chance as Heedle was high stick by Conniff, and then 17 seconds later, Panarin trips Sturm. Um, and so it ends right there. So a lot of four-on-four four play. Uh, and so now we go to overtime. And the Rangers, puck possession's key. Adam Fox loses the puck for no reason, which leads to a Shesterkin stoppage, and the Rangers never gain that control again. They take Fox off the ice. Trouba replaces him for the next shift. And, Eric, and just awful. Eric Carlson scores game-winning overtime goal, a second of the year, scored by Ma, uh, assisted by Meyer and Hurdle. And the Sharks win 3-2, and David Quinn is victorious. Uh, it took him six games, but he finally gets his first win as a Shark. That's a really bad job of the Rangers. I'm curious to see how they respond. Last year, the response was always there. They have a couple days to sit on this. They'll be home against the, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, you know, now they have Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Columbus is off to a two and three start, but like this will not be, you know. Whereas Columbus and look, the, the Columbus gave the Rangers some problems last year. Um, you know, uh, certainly in Columbus, uh, you know, one game specifically, the Rangers gave a lot of goals. Rangers did play well home against Columbus in the one game they had last year, 
Anyway, though, uh, Columbus plays the night before against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the Rangers are definitely at an advantage, and they got to get this. I'm interested to see how they respond. I mean, Gallant was not happy, deservedly so. Let's see, because um, the response level has to be there after this disappointing showing. Again, Rangers lose 3-2 in overtime uh, to the San Jose Sharks. David Quinn, ironically, gets his first win as a Shark against the New York Rangers.